Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. I'm doing a series on chlorine types, and next up, I did Liquid Chlorine, the other podcast, and next up will be CalHypo, or Calcium Hypochlorite. So I'm going to go over the pros and cons of using CalHypo as your primary sanitizer in your pool. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Again, there are 4 major types of chlorine that we use regularly. One is liquid chlorine or sodium hypochlorite. The other one is calhypo, calcium hypochlorite. Then we use trichlor, which is familiar in the tablet forms. And we have dichlor, so I'll cover those two again in a separate podcast. So calhypo is a favorite chlorine type among the pool pros across the country. I think Texas has the biggest calhypo percentage of users. You have calhypo spreading to Florida, where a lot of pool guys and gals are going from liquid to calhypo. In California, it's always been a really easy chemical to access. And like everything else in the chlorine industry or in the chemical industry, the price of CalHypo has probably doubled and up 100% since the pandemic. And so you could get a one pound bag of CalHypo before 2020, 2021 for probably about $2 for that two pound bag, maybe $2.50. And so now it's, of course, well over that. And I know in the East Coast is approaching astronomical pricing levels for CalHypo. And so this is a case where the price point may eliminate the benefits of CalHypo in your area, depending on how much it costs. It's still relatively affordable in California when compared to liquid chlorine. I wouldn't say that it's much cheaper, but it's comparable to liquid chlorine. And so it's still widely used here in my region. Calhypo or calcium hypochlorite has a byproduct, and from the name of it, you could probably guess the byproduct, which is calcium. So this is a byproduct that you're adding to the water, just like with liquid chlorine, you're adding salt. With calhypo, you're adding calcium. So how much calcium you're adding? Well, the experts say you're adding about eight parts per million of calcium to the pool water per every pound of calhypo you're using. So if you use 50 pounds of calhypo, let's just say during the season when you're treating a pool and you're going to use 50 pounds, you're using maybe a couple pounds a week in the pool. It's a fairly large pool. You're adding 400 parts per million of calcium to that pool, which is a lot of calcium, especially if you're already at like 300 parts per million, which means that the calcium level in that pool is is going to be pretty high or when you do a calcium hardness test, it's going to come out like around six or 700 after the season. The solution, of course, is to drain that pool partially. If you drain a pool with 700 parts per million of calcium and it drains down halfway, you're going to be at 350. So you effectively cut that in half or drain the whole thing and refill the pool with fresh water. If you go to Google and you look it up and it says, you know, what's the maximum calcium hardness a pool should have? It'll say two to 400 parts per million. But we know in the industry that's not 
true. And that's not always something that's practical. Like in California, if you have a pool with less than 400 parts per million of calcium hardness, you're lucky because our water here is extremely hard. I've replaced all my aerators on my faucets here. My shower head gets clogged up. You're going to see a calcium ring in the toilet. And basically, you're going to see the calcium carbonate on the tiles here because we have really hard water. So the 2 to 400 range is not always something that you can, you know, realistically reach with the pool. And the drawback with high calcium is, of course, you can have some dropout in the pool, scaling of the pool and equipment. So you do want to keep an eye on it, but you can balance the high calcium with the LSI pretty easily. If you're using the Arenda app, you can go in there and put your calcium hardness at 600. It'll tell you effectively how to balance that pool water. You'll probably have to keep a lower alkalinity and pH level in the pool, but it can be done. So Cal Hypo adding calcium to, to the pool is not necessarily a deal killer. It's something that you're going to have to keep an eye on, of course, because you don't want to overdo it with the calcium hardness. But it's, again, something that is one of those lesser of two evils. You know, you're going to add salt to the pool with liquid chlorine, calcium to the pool with, with Cal Hypo, or if you're using trichlor or dichlor, you're adding cyanuric acids to the pool to sometimes extreme levels. So Cal Hypo, since I mentioned the cyanuric acid, is what we call an unstabilized chlorine. It doesn't mean that it's like, you know, going to be crazy and it's going to explode on you. However, the Cal Hypo percentage, if the higher the percentage you get, like 73%, the more actually explosive it can be. So, you know, you have to be really careful with the higher percentage of Cal Hypo. I don't see too much of the really high percentage Cal Hypo anymore, but back in the day when I first started using it, you did see some 73% Cal Hypo and it was highly flammable. And so you definitely want to be careful with that. But as far as not being stabilized, that just means that there's no cyanuric acid in there. I mentioned in the last podcast that we used to call cyanuric acid stabilizer. Some people still do or conditioner. So this just means that there's no cyanuric acid in Cal Hypo. When you're adding to the pool, you're not adding any cyanuric acid to the water. You're not raising the cyanuric acid level one bit. So if you're coming from a pool that's highly stabilized, if you're using trichlor tablets and you're at like 120 parts per million of cyanuric acid and you want to get away from the tablets, then Cal Hypo will help you kind of wean yourself off of those tablets. Now there are some drawbacks with Cal Hypo and I mentioned the calcium being added to the pool water. Another drawback is that it's not entirely safe for every pool surface type. So if you have a vinyl pool with a really nice vinyl liner with maybe a nice dark blue pattern and you pour a couple pounds of Cal Hypo in there, I can almost guarantee that you're going to have a nice white bleach mark on your liner. So be very careful when you add Cal Hypo to a pool with a liner. I suggest adding it through the skimmer. And I verified this with chemists at HTH that if you have the pool running at least for six to eight hours per day and you add Cal Hypo to the skimmer, it has such a high pH that it's not going to do any damage to the equipment. You could do it that way or you can dilute it in a five gallon bucket of water and make sure it's fully diluted and pour it along the perimeter of the pool. And this, these are the two safest ways to add it. Now, if you have a Pebble Tech or a regular plaster pool, you could just dump the Cal Hypo directly on the surface with little effect. Now, there is one thing that could happen when you dump Cal Hypo into a Pebble Tech or plaster pool. If there is copper in the water at a certain level, what will happen is that the Cal Hypo will touch the pool surface and actually turn that area black. That's right, you're going to have a big black stain in the bottom of the pool. 
actually looked this up to see the scientific definition of this. And so if I read it to you, you probably get a good idea of what happens. So it says here, uh, chlorine from CalHypo added with will strip electrons from the copper, which will oxidize it. Basically, it oxidizes the copper. The result is an insoluble cupric oxide, C, lowercase uo, a black solid that readily stains. If caught when freshly converted, this reaction may be reversed in some instances by covering the oxidated area with aluminum sulfate. So you can use flock to actually reverse this if you wanted to do it fast. However, once the oxidation kind of dissipates in the pool, which means basically the chlorine starts to be used up and the chlorine level drops in the pool, the black stain should disappear from that pool. But if you're having a, a customer's having a party that weekend and you put Cal Hypo in and it does turn the bottom black in some areas, just go to the pool store quickly, buy some alum, aluminum sulfate, which is sold under the brand name Flock, basically, F L O C. And the ingredient, look on the back to see if it has aluminum sulfate. I don't know why I can't pronounce that. And basically add that to the pool that will reverse the reaction there. It's not something that happens very often, but I do get a couple of texts every year from pool guys with a photo saying, hey, I put Cal Hypo in this pool and look at it, turned the big black stains on it. What do I do? They're all panicking. Of course, I'm talking like they text me. You know, it's a panicky kind of text. And basically, it'll go away. Don't worry about it. So that's the danger of dumping it directly into the pool is that it could oxidize any copper in the water. And another problem with dumping it directly in the pool is that it makes the pool water cloudy. And this is one of those things that's kind of messy about CalHypo. If you're trying to do, you know, trying to shock a pool and you're using CalHypo, again, you could dilute it in a five-gallon bucket of water or put it through the skimmer. That way you don't get the cloudy pool water. But I can't tell you how many times that I used to add it directly to the pool that a few minutes later I get a text from the customer saying, hey, you were just here and the pool's really cloudy. And then I got to go explain to them, yes, I added Cal Hypo because the pool was all in chlorine. It does tend to make the water cloudy in about two or three hours it'll clear up. So to avoid that, I just add it to the skimmer and I don't have any questions there. Another benefit of Cal Hypo is that it has a really long shelf life. And I found Cal Hypo in someone's garage and I've told the story before. I would say it was about five or six years old. I'm, I'm guessing here because the way the, the, the actual... It was in bags, but the actual uh, cardboard container broke off in my hand. So I knew that it was pretty old. And I was like, is this going to be effective after like five years in someone's garage? So I opened the bag. It was a little bit clumpy because it, I don't know what happened to it. It coagulated somehow. I put it in the pool and it actually got a, I got a pretty decent chlorine reading after five years. So the shelf life quite isn't quite that long. I think they give it two years from the manufacturer. But CalHypo will last a lot longer than liquid chlorine. It's smaller. It comes in, you can buy it in 25-pound buckets or 50-pound buckets. So basically, you know, a 50-pound bucket of CalHypo takes up a small little 2-foot by 1-foot area. And 50 gallons of liquid chlorine would take up a much larger area in your backyard. So it is more convenient, easier to carry in your truck. I like it for the convenience factor alone. So if I if I have... A, if I'm going to a pool, I always like to have one bag of Cal Hypo in my tote or a bag of Cal Hypo in my service cart so that I don't have to go back to my truck for anything. Doing that with a gallon of liquid chlorine makes it a little heavy and cumbersome. So Cal Hypo does have a built-in convenience factor. The fact that it takes up a lot less space than a gallon of liquid chlorine is fast acting. Probably not as fast fast acting as liquid chlorine, but it is a really fast acting chlorine type. 
I like Hypo 2 to treat black algae, especially in a pebble tech pool. It's not quite as effective as the granular trichlor, the Hasa algae band, but it does work fairly well in black algae because it doesn't really uh, dissolve quite as fast as like dichlor. You can actually use the Calhypo granular on a spot of black algae, especially in a pebble tech pool where the granular trichlor can damage it. I find that it's highly effective in pebble tech pools to pour, you know, three or four pounds of Calhypo over a black algae outbreak. And it seems to be effective in killing it. Not as effective again as the granular trichlor, but much safer to use than that. So Calhypo does have that benefit. It's also, again, one of those things where the percentage is deceiving. So most Calhypo is around 65 or 67%. And liquid chlorine, again, has a percentage of 12.5. So I would say that a 65% Calhypo is about equal to a 12% gallon of liquid chlorine. Again, you can't compare dry and liquid measurements together. Just know that Calhypo is just as effective in most cases as liquid chlorine. You would use a pound of Calhypo roughly to equal you know, one gallon of 12.5% liquid chlorine, which is a little bit stronger, I should say, but pretty close to it. So if you're doing a green pool cleanup, putting 10 pounds of Calhypo is like basically dumping 12, 10 gallons of, of liquid chlorine in the pool. And it does have a similar effect on algae. Of course, it's a chlorine type, so it'll definitely take care of algae in the pool and it'll sanitize the pool. So that's the main benefit of Calhypo is that it is considered a sanitizer like liquid chlorine, trichlor, and dichlor. And it's something you can add to the pool to raise the chlorine level up to kill pathogens in that water. Let me touch a little bit on the Calhypo tablets, which I think should be dominating the industry. But for some reason, uh, Solinus, uh, formerly Segura, just isn't pushing these out on the market the way that they should be. And I think the Calhypo tablets are something that pool owners would covet would use. Now there are drawbacks of course because you can't use the Calhypo tablets in a trichlor chlorinator, inline chlorinator, or a trichlor floater. The reaction between Calhypo and trichlor is pretty explosive. I mean I wouldn't want you to do this, but if you were to mix Calhypo and a tri- if you were to mix a bag of Calhypo and a trichlor tablet in something, it could be very dangerous and explosive. So be aware that these two chemicals do not mix. And so if you put a Calhypo tablet in a trichlor chlorinator that maybe has some residue, chances are that chlorinator will actually explode. And I mean explode, like physically blow up. And this is one of the things that you have to be aware of. And one reason why I don't think a lot of pool stores carry Calhypo, they're probably afraid the customers are going to mix the two together and cause some liability. But the Calhypo can be used in your skimmer because it has a high pH. You can just stick the tablet directly in your skimmer basket. And if you have a trichlor inline chlorinator, just leave it empty and use your skimmer as the um, receptacle for the for the Calhypo tablets, and they'll dissolve. They also need a lot of water flowing over them. That's why if you see the Calhypo um, chlorinators, they're like gigantic. They're like the size of a small child because basically they need a big area and a lot of flow to dissolve properly. And I think this is one of the drawbacks of Calhypo, but one of the benefits because since the water is passing over it and is adding Calhypo to the water, just as a trichlor tablet would add chlorine as it's dissolving, it has a similar effect as far as raising the chlorine level in a pool. I still think my equation of one trichlor tablet, or I should say it the other way, two Calhypo tablets equal about the same amount of chlorine added to the pool with one trichlor tablet. So if you have one six ounce trichlor tablet, you would need two 
of the six ounce Cal Hypo tablets to equal the same amount of parts per million being added to the pool. Now it's not a scientific equation. It's just from my experience by switching a trichlor pool over the Cal Hypo that you do need more Cal Hypo tablets to get the same level of chlorine as the trichlor tablets. The biggest benefit of the Cal Hypo tablets is that they don't have any stabilizer. They're not adding any cyanuric acid to the water. So if you're coming from, again, a pool with high cyanuric acid, let's say 150 parts per million, and you want to get off of that, you can go with liquid chlorine and then put some Cal Hypo tablets in the skimmer basket. And eventually, with maybe a little bit of draining here and there, or just dilution from you know the water evaporating, you're filling new water, and you're adding rainwater to that. And of course, cyanuric acid does not evaporate out, but it can be diluted if you keep adding more and more fresh water. And the Cal Hypo will eventually reverse the high cyanuric acid in the pool and bring it down because you're not adding any more cyanuric acid to it. So that's the benefit of the tablet. The drawback is you can't use it in the same way you would use a trichlor tablet in a trichlor feeder or floater. So you have to use it either in a Cal Hypo um, feeder, which is really large sometimes in the equipment area, or you could just drop them into the skimmer basket. And yes, the Cal Hypo tablets will add eight parts per million of calcium to the pool as you're using it. Now, when the uh, CCH tablets or the Pool Life tablets, when they were owned by, I'm getting confused here, I think it's Segura, now it's Salinas, they used to recommend you would shock your pool with liquid chlorine and use the CalHypo tablets as your secondary sanitizer, I guess slowly dissolving in a skimmer. But since they were bought out, the new owner is not using that same formula, and so they're going to recommend you use CalHypo granular or powder, I should say, with the CalHypo tablets. And I think that's adding way too much calcium to the pool. I mean, you could decide if you want, but if you're adding eight parts per million by putting in a pound of CalHypo and you're also using the tablets, adding eight parts per million of calcium, to me, that's way too much CalHypo in the pool. So if you're using CalHypo tablets, I highly recommend that you use liquid chlorine to shock the pool if you need to add chlorine to the pool and don't use CalHypo because you're going to be adding twice the amount. I think it's just one of those things where it's logical. I mean, I guess it'd be like if you were to add, you know, a block of sugar. I don't know if they still make sugar blocks. So you, I made actually a mission out of those when I was a kid. I remember in fifth grade, I had to make a California mission out of sugar blocks or sugar cubes, I should call them, call them by the proper name. So it'd be like if you were to add like two sugar cubes to your coffee and then add a bag of powdered sugar. Again, I think I'm messing this one up. Powdered sugar is like the stuff you put on, you know, cookies and things like that. So if you add a packet of granular sugar, let's make it clear here. So let's say you add two sugar cubes to your coffee and then one pack of granular sugar to the coffee. As those sugar cubes melt, they're adding more sugar to the to the coffee. Same thing with the Cal Hypo tablets and using Cal Hypo shock to sanitize the pool. You're just getting a double whammy of calcium. So again, that's my caution to you if you're going to use the Cal Hypo tablets, which I love. You just want to make sure you use them in moderation with Cal Hypo shock so that you're adding too much calcium to the pool. At last, Cal Hypo does raise the pH of the pool water. And this is something that if you use a large amount of it, you're going to have to be using acid to lower it down. It's something that's kind of logical because CalHypo has a very high pH. I think it's like 11 or 12. And if you're adding a lot of CalHypo, it's going to raise the pH just by volume of chlorine being added to it, raising that pH level up. 
But the main drawback, of course, is the calcium it adds. And not necessarily raising the pH, I don't think is a big factor. The biggest factor is the amount of calcium that CalHypo adds to the water. If you're looking for the podcast I did on liquid chlorine, it's the one prior to this. You can find that by going to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and on the banner, click on the podcast icon, and that'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts I've recorded. If you're interested in the coaching program that I do, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.